Welcome to Coding Talks with myself, Vishnu Viji. This part is the second series of React.js. For those of, of you who are first time listening to this podcast, it is recommended to listen to the previous parts as well to get a familiarity with uh, an overview of how React evolved, what are some of the reasons why the team the team in facebook came up with react and how it can help in web development we also learned a new way of thinking in react in the last episode and we managed to spin up a new sample react app using the visual studio template as well so feel free to listen the earlier episode this podcast will be available on all podcast platforms like apple podcast uh, google podcast uh, spotify and much more so feel free to listen from any of the podcast you like all the opinions that i shared through this podcast are purely personal and do not represent any of the employees view in any way so let's start today's episode the second part of the series of react where we are going much deeper into the architecture of the sample app which we created using the visual studio the series are particularly focused towards dotnet developers who want to learn react but um, this series can also help other developers uh, other uh, language developers as well or those who have a known dotnet background so they are also welcome uh, i hope they will be able to figure out the tooling and such language specific differences because we here in this episode are talking mainly about the react in terms of dotnet developer so some tools like visual studio visual studio professional and also the dotnet languages like asp dotnet core etc comes into picture but uh, other developers if they can figure out the difference those tooling difference and language specific differences they can apply the same to their own development as well so last episode we have created a sample react.js application using the visual studio we also ran the application to see how the different pages looks like you know that's a simple application and have to understand the architecture and help you to get started Uh, if you are still sh- not sure especially if you are listening this podcast right away before listening the previous episode uh, i recommend you to listen the previous episode and so that you can get a familiarity with how all things work together and then you can listen this episode as well that's that earlier episode is just on our and you can is, uh, you can listen that very fast and then uh, come up with this So the react application which we created using visual studio has three main pages the home page a counter page and a fetch data page so the home page is a kind of a static html page and the counter page features some interactivity where you can click on a button and you can view the increment of counter you can continue clicking that button and you can see that the um, counter is incrementing as you click the button so there is another one page also called the fetch data which you can access from the navigation bar 
so the fetch data is the most interesting part where the component responsibility is for is to fetch the data from an api the sample data sample react application when we created if you closely look you can see that uh, there is a backend part also there uh, which is basically an asp.net web api controller and if you open that web api controller part you can see that there is a method which has written which is this written to serve the json content and that particular api uh, is the one which the fetch data component is depending upon so these different parts like the home page and especially particularly the event page the counter page and the fetch data page will help you in developing dynamic applications using react because this part this um, counter uh, component uh, or the counter page and the um, fetch data page will both have a different kinds of um, elements like in the fetch data the actual content will be pulling out from an api and in the counter page it's actually a click event is happening which is set the state of the component and that is displaying there so these two are different pages and the home page is a static page which is fairly similar so if you understand these pages you will get a quick overview of how you can develop the application or how you can develop a rich dynamic content uh, website which has a complex set of uis using the react so as we have understood from the previous episode everything that is displaying to the end user is actually a component in react and the component is can be think of as a self contained unit where it has its uh, presentation logic the html elements as well as the styling as well we will talk about the styling and other things later but just for the moment you understand that that particular component will have that presentation logic uh, the html elements and uh, we will define how that particular component sh- should be displayed at when uh, a, a particular data is set to that so each component has a kind of a, a data mechanism called the state and based on the state the actual rendering happens so when there is a change in the state the uh, the react will re-render that particular component uh, and it's re-rendering using a virtual dom it's uh, not actually replacing that um, elements like as we saw in the jquery replace but it's actually working in a different way it's actually um, replacing the content using a virtual dom so that's much faster and how when how or when that particular rendering should happen it decides the react will decide on the basis of the component data uh, component state changes so if you understand these things uh, you can get an overview about how the component works and every every part in a web page in terms of react is called the um, component so coming to the different components the fetch data component is actually a react component that pulling data from an api and displaying as per the logic written inside and another interesting thing that you can notice in the sample application uh, you created using the visual studio template is that it will have only a single html page or the index.html page so that page you can view from the 
solution explorer and the client app data client app folder where there is a uh, folder subfolder called the source and inside that there is a public folder and if you open that you can see a you can view a single html file and that html file is the only on page that uh, this react app have this index page is the only one responsible for hosting the react app and what happens is when the user clicks on a different buttons or uh, when they navigate to different pages like the home page counter page or the fetch page uh, what in reality is reality is happening is react will dynamically update the content inside the index page development so if you open that particular index file and if you edit that page you can view the actual html code inside that so there is a development called the root and that root element is the one which uh, root development is the one which react used to update the content so as i explained earlier it's not replacing the contents like the normal javascript or the jquery but what it is happening it it is using react is using a virtual dom and then it will replace the content not replace it will change the content using that virtual dom so it's kind of a terminology called the re- re-rendering so when the when a component data is changed that re-rendering is happens so you can verify this by running the application inside a browser so the sample application which we created using the visual studio you can run that application which uh, running means you can debug or the application um, and it will it wait for some time and it will open the application inside a browser and you can click the f12 which is the chrome debugger tools you can also open the browser uh, open the page in other browsers as well but uh, what i am pr- saying is uh, if you open the browser in chrome the f12 can be used as the chrome debugger tool and you can inspect the elements and the container html element so we discussed about the root element in this case it's called the div id is equal to root and that is the pay, uh, that is the only on page this index.html is the only on page which is used for hosting the page and that is the one which we have configured now by the uh, react uh, template and if you if you inspect the development uh, inspect the html element using the chrome debugger tool you can see that the div id is equal to root there and you, if you point the cursor over there and if you click on some other pages like the if you go to the navigation bar and you, you can click on the home page or counter page or whatever page uh, or you can you can uh, go to the counter page and you can click on the increment button so whatever you are doing actually the page is not changing you can see that the still the divide equal to root will be there but the content inside that is replacing so hope you can understand the react terminology now because we will be creating different components and we will be arranging the components so the arranging the component is called composing in react and we arrange the components 
we configure how the navigation its logic and behavior will work and then react will take care of the rest so react will figure out the right component to display based on how you written the logic in the root component so the navigation uh, logic is written using the root component which is also a ready made component which you can import from a react root dot js library and once you install that particular react dot js i will come to that point a bit later but just for the moment understand that react dot uh, react uh, root dot js and the react root component is there for your application and you can just call that particular react root and configure the roots and based on the root component and how you configured that particular uh, the react will um, find out what component to display based on the browser history api so when a user navigates when a react user navigates using the url like a slash home page or slash about us or slash counter the underlying react navigate react um, root component will figure out the particular area where it needs to go and using the using the history api and then it will display the content so that is how it's happening it's called that term is called the routing and we will come up to that point a bit later in another episode there's an episode which is coming particularly focusing on react routing so then i will explain that points as well just for the moment understand that for the routing to happen there should be a component called the root uh react root and then you will configure this so this application which you created if you open that particular app.js page you can see that the router uh, is configured there and the paths are also defined there so that means that uh, we can create a new component and configure a path there so that the react will display so this type of application where a single html page is used and the content is dynamically updated inside a div id it's called it's a in the web development term it's called a single page application or spa the on doubt you naturally feel is how when the user navigates like the different page like the different uh like the fetch data or the content uh, home page or the counter page how the actual content is uh displaying differently to the user so uh, that is the thing which we just discussed that the react root component is the one which handles that part and that particular react root component is in fact using the user history users browser history api and that change the browser's url and the uh, underlying javascript changes as well so these things are transparent to you react will automatically figure these out from the url and the logic you configure and it will do the rest of things behind the scenes using the browser history api so you don't need to interact with the browser history api or anything you just have to define the routes that's the declarative approach of react so here you are not imperatively in the last episode we have uh, talked a bit about the imperative programming and the declarative programming in the imperative programming you have to define each steps one by one but in this case actually you, you can use a component and you can um, you can ask the uh, react so let's display these routes displays these components according to these routes and react will do the rest 
So this is a kind of a super productive because in case if you want a new page a later based on customer requirements it involves just creating or configuring that component uh, or what we just discussed about composing the components you can also yeah, use that term as well and uh, after that you set up the routing component logic which is fairly simple and if you check the documentation of react there are enough documentation there how to handle these things uh, uh, to help you how to get started with that in addition to that you can also check out the uh, sample application where a base, basic three routes are configured so you can follow the same approach there so i have just covered an overview of component and how they react displays uh, component based on routes configured so let's see from scratch how our sample application which we created in the last episode looks like and its architecture in particular so again if you are first time listening this episode you can go back to that episode the previous episode and listen on the last section i have mentioned a fairly quick sample uh, few steps to create an application using visual studio to, uh, uh, there you select the asp.net core and then select the react application and that will spin up an application so you can listen that or you can try that out so once you run that application you created you, um, that means by clicking on the debug button so the initial loading would take a bit more time so that means that it involves downloading and setting up a few dependencies uh, so when you create that application in visual studio using the asp.net react template what happens is visual studio behind the scene use the command called the npx space uh, create react app and it configures a sample react application so this create react app is not particularly for the asp.net or for the .net it's actually created by the react team to which will do the boilerplate of things of configuring a sample page with a few necessary components and also do some extra things like webpack linting etc so they made these all as a package like some uh, sample components some sample state or some sample html elements then uh, some some additional development experience enhancers like the webpack linting etc so in that the webpack is particularly useful because when we debug and make modifications to the components or the different pages as you can call it you want to see how that actual change will look like immediately so uh, this webpack is on tool which help for that you can instantly modify some component or some code and you can reflect that immediately on the browser or otherwise you can run you while running the application you, you can you are free to modify some code by changing something inside the uh, components or somewhere so for example you can try out in the sample application you can change the home.js render uh, render html elements a bit and you can instantly view that changes there in the browser so this helps web developer to modify the changes and view how the things looks like in final react output instantly so instantly is the main thing you can immediately see without stopping and rerunning the application which takes some time you can instantly modify and view the change and similarly 
ദിസ് ക്രിയേറ്റ് റിയാക്ട് ആപ്പ് ഓർ ദി എൻ പി എക്സ് സ്പേസ് ക്രിയേറ്റ് റിയാക്ട് ആപ്പ് വിച്ച് ദി വിഷൽ സ്റ്റുഡിയോ യൂസ്ഡ് ബിഹൈൻഡ് ദ സീൻസ് ഫോർ ക്രിയേറ്റിംഗ് ദ ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻ ഇറ്റ് ഓൾസോ കോൺഫിഗേഴ്സ് ലിൻഡിങ് സോ ഇറ്റ്സ് ഇറ്റ് വിൽ ബി ഗുഡ് ടു എക്സ്പ്ലെയിൻ എ ബിറ്റ് അബൌട്ട് ലിൻഡിങ് സോ ലിൻഡിങ് ഈസ് എ വേ ബൈ വിച്ച് ഇറ്റ് ക്യാൻ ഹെൽപ്പ് ദ ഡെവലപ്പേഴ്സ് ടു ഐഡൻറ്റിഫൈ ദി കോഡിങ് ആൻഡ് ദി സിൻഡാക്സ് എറർ വൈൽ ഡെവലപ്പിംഗ് എ റിയാക്ട് ആപ്ലിക്കേഷൻ സം ഓഫ് ദ എഡിറ്റേഴ്സ് ആൻഡ് ദ ഓൺ എഡിറ്റർ വിച്ച് ഐ യൂഷ്വലി സി ഡെവലപ്പേഴ്സ് യൂസ്ഡ് ഫോർ റിയാക്ട് ഡെവലപ്മെൻറ്റ് ഈസ് ദ വി എസ് കോഡ് വിച്ച് ഈസ് എ ഫ്രീ ഓപ്പൺ സോഴ്സ് എഡിറ്റർ ഫ്രം മൈക്രോസോഫ്റ്റ് ഇറ്റ്സ് എ കൈൻഡ് ഓഫ് എ ഫെയർലി ലൈറ്റ് വെയ്റ്റ് എഡിറ്റർ probably between 30 to 50 mb in size you can easily download that from the microsoft website install that this uh, visual studio code is lightweight but it has inbuilt support for highlighting the syntax and the bracket matching uh, normally many of the browser of the editors already support this as well but uh, the visual studio code is lightweight and it's particularly um, it has the inbuilt syntax highlight and bracket that if you put a bracket and if you forget to close it it will automatically highlight those things and it of- offers a richer react development experience and also you can also understand some of the intelligence for react as well which is there in the visual studio code itself in addition to this this um, this web this create react app will configure some of the lending um, steps behind the scenes so lending is a series of checks which can help to identify the problematic codes that we we are unaware of so it's kind of a tool that performs these uh, checks um, and this can be integrated to our editor that is the visual studio editor so we will see how we can integrate that later uh, but when the lint is configured there there is a prob- possibility that we can include that in our code editor as well as in the continuous integration process as well so the ci or cd pipeline process so if you integrate this uh, es lint there so that means that when a developer do unit testing and check in the react code immediately that will trigger a build and this lending will lending steps are uh, as per configured are run and it output if there is some issue in the code syntax or something else and it will highlight those things immediately so some of the um codes uh, some of the uh, syntax error or some issues which are happening that we are not aware of or the consistencies of code are um, notified in the development time itself in the visual studio but sometimes if the developer is unaware of these things and if they did uh, check in or something then this uh, continuous integration um of the lending can help or if lending is enabled and if it is configured properly in the continuous integration uh, that will provide notification uh, we can configure the notification like maybe sometimes the build failure uh, and show a warning like so these lending 
uh, errors are there and you have to correct that or some way or sometimes any mail can be configured and sent so that the developer will be aware of what uh, is happening and this help us to write consistent and high quality code as it is being written and the uh, so we will come up with that linting how we can configure a linter extension so just now you have to understand that linting is there and you can enable it but we will enable it a bit later so the next thing you may be thinking that now we have the application in place you may be thinking that when it, when we create an app using the visual studio how it actually building and running the application behind the scene so this is not a dotnet c sharp application this is basically a react application there will be a dotnet uh, api behind the scene but basically this is a react application so those from a different programming background may know that we usually start the react development by uh, installing the latest version of node and then creating an app using the npx react create react app space uh, the app name so that is the syntax which the other Uh, developers from other background are usually um, do they install the node latest version and then use the npx space create react app space the app name but in the last episode uh, and we have just discussed about the way by which we used a visual studio template so what it is happening is when the non dotnet back uh, when the application developer from a different background Uh, is using npx and create react app and if you are developing and if you as a dotnet developer is developing an app using the visual studio template both are actually same because here we when we create the visual studio when we create the application using the visual studio template visual studio run and configure a sample a react app for us using the same uh, npx create react command uh, but that is happening behind the scenes so in addition to that for the debugging and other publishing purpose so you know that the other developers when they create this react app they have to uh, for building the app they have to use the npm space build and npm space restore or whatever uh, command they have to do um so here we will be using the visual studio debug so some of the things are configured by visual studio for us like the debugging and public publishing purpose so those are boilerplate codes which are created by the visual studio itself so if you want to see what it is written behind the scenes by visual studio you can simply uh, open the solution explorer and right click on the react project which we just created in visual studio and open the uh, find out the project file there will be a file called the dot cs project and you can edit that project file so and you can see that those lines that has been added by visual studio for debugging and publishing purposes are there and if you look closely you can understand that there are lines like the it's kind of an xml type lines like the target name equal to uh, debug ensure node environment and target name is equal to publish run webpack and you can also view the associated npm install commands and the npm build and run commands underneath that particular uh, xml element so the 
the point here is the working behind scenes are same and visual studio is just adding a kind of a syntactic sugar on top of this npm commands uh, mainly for enhancing their developer productivity so it will be helpful if you can correlate these things so because when we create using the template many of are not aware what happened behind the scene so if you understand that how a basic react app can be boil uh, bo- can be boilerplate or uh, can be reacted uh, can be created using the create react app syntax the same is what happening here as well and some of the commands npm commands that uh, you should be familiar while developing the react is npm install Uh, which will restore the dependencies and npm build which will build the react app and there is another one called the npm start which simply build and start the application so many of the developers are actually using npm start which behind the scenes will do the compiling and everything and will start up the application so we have visual studio created based app so we don't need to bother about that npm install npm build and such things in particular because we can right away click the application and run so that is fine but if if you want to see uh, um these commands in action you can simply open an editor called the visual studio code which is one of the good uh, editor for working with react even if your solution has both the api and the react front end for the api you can use visual studio because that is the most uh, suitable editor for asp.net core web api but for the react front end and for that particular folder that is the create app uh, folder uh, called the client not create apps called the client app folder inside your solution explorer all the codes inside that client app folder are particularly react specific so you can open that particular folder for using the visual studio code and do all the things because it provides all the syntax help and the documentation uh, some of the coding documentation also will be provided by the um, editor as well as uh, it offers a rich set of extensions which you can add to increase the productivity one of the extensions uh, which we just discussed briefly that is the linting for the linting purpose there is an extension that i will come up a bit later and there is an extension for code formatting as well so these are not the only extensions out there there are a um, hundred of uh, extensions out there for visual studio and particularly for react development so you can check that out there so for our purpose this will be enough and there are a few more things you need to understand especially when create with a react uh, uh, when creating a react app using a visual studio template this is uh, because uh, this help the dotnet developers to understand how the react app is configured for an asp dotnet application so the solution explorer you can view the client app folder which is the react specific code folder and if you want to see how the components are configured 
how the other react specific codes are handled you can check the codes inside the client app folder so everything that are particularly related to react app is configured inside the uh, client app folder so inside this folder so we are now going to look a bit deeper into the code so inside this folder there is a folder called public which is the area where the one and only single page that the react use for uh, displaying the content uh, you can find that particular html file inside the public folder so right click that particular uh, index.html file and you can view a list of codes there uh, and the one particular uh, thing you need to first look on is the divide is equal to root which is the html element used by react library to display the contents dynamically so here when i say the term dynamic it means that whatever user interaction or navigation happen just like we saw earlier if you run the application and click on the fetch data or if you click on the counter there is some change happening on the front end and those all things which we can call as dynamic sometimes it may be pulling the data from some other api and presenting to the data so from the react terminology the content is there but it has to be modified and show so that is the term called the dynamic and uh, that display of uh, content is based on how you configure the react app so react uh, or or react will figure out which component to display and it will update the content on the divide is equal to root uh, so you can um, click debug and run the application and uh, you can verify the output using the chrome uh, debugger tool and just like we have done earlier we used the chrome debugger tool to find out whether the divide is equal to root is uh, there and only the content is changing based on the use, uh, user interaction so we need to look up on, other, on another thing also you can scroll down the um, source using the chrome debugger tool and you can scroll down that html page and you can underneath the html page there is an area called the script area which you can see that there are few script which are added but if you open uh, the index.html and view you can't find such codes there so this means that these scripts are later added dynamically by the webpack which is one of the uh, tool which uh, the react create react app is configured for us so based on the logic which we have configured these the different js files are added automatically and similar way when the react app is published so you can view do that from the visual studio by right clicking that particular project and click publish you have to select a folder and when you do the publish uh, the associated npm commands will run and create the uh, necessary um, output file so in that output file folder you can if you look on the Uh, script folder you can see that there are a few chunks of js which has been uh, added by uh, by the react and that is in the minimized for because that particular file that particular js files are for particularly for the production use so the that file is uh, particularly in minified form 
the idea is that uh, these files are added by the necessary tools and framework as per how you configured the code so we have looked upon the index page it's a html root element and uh, how we we have seen how the scripts are created dynamically by the web page and the at the time of publishing uh, web page both at the time of the development and at the time of publishing in the uh, publishing time it will be under the script folder so next I'll, next thing we need to look upon is the index.js page so let's open the file index.js and you can see that there is a react dom.render method and that is the on piece of code which is responsible for binding the index page root element and the associated app components called the app.js app.js So we, as we discussed earlier, there will be different components. So the role of developer is to just uh, compose these components in proper way uh, in the app.js. So the linking between the index.html and the app.js is happening here in the um, index.js file, which has a uh, code called the React Dom React Dom dot render. Which uh, which has the parameters for the um, root element in the index page and the app.js. So in the same file itself, there are a few import statements as well, which will import the React or the React DOM and the browser root components from the React specific dependencies. So these components are all ready kind of a ready-made components which are already configured for us by the visual studio template uh, or the or you can call that create a react app and those type of dependent react libraries which were react app is using can be found from the package.json so uh, if you open that particular package.json you can view a lot of dependencies there so as we have discussed earlier um, in the previous episode these dependencies are the only area which uh, confuse those who are new to react because there will be a lot of dependencies out there how these dependencies are happening especially when uh, when there is a there is an existing uh, complex react app which you got for maintenance or some other purpose and you you need to add some extra bit of codes there you may be confused as okay uh, what uh, what can i do with this because when we look on the re, uh, package.json there are a lot of dependencies out there so naturally those who are new to development may think that okay react will have a lot of dependencies and so but uh, the thing is uh, for spinning up a simpler task a simpler uh, application using react tag using the react just the react.js and the react.j uh, react.dom.js is sufficient so these two are enough for displaying a basic app but as the requirements gets further then the different um, ready-made components have to be added like the react dom 
then the react form that we will discuss in a later episode how we can add the react form react no uh, react uh, uh, router and such components so in this sample application there is react router as well and the dependencies package.json also has that so that means there is a correlation between the function the complexity of the function your react app has and the associated um, dependencies so the more the dependencies a project has uh, it actually means that there typically usually there would be more functionality that react app would have so when more and more developers are working in a complex react application there may be a need for adding lot of dependencies like that and those all dependencies are there in the package.json so that is why you can view a lot of dependencies but the main main basic files there required us react and react dom which are enough for displaying the content so uh, the rest of things are happened as as through the uh, as through when the app evolved out and the developer had more and more codes there so um, the when you start a react application the requirement may be much uh, simpler and a few libraries or few components would be enough but when there is a requirement like uh, if someone is asking some client is asking that they need a form and they want to use the latest react on typically then you need to install the uh, forms uh, library and then you need to import that as well so and at that time new newer and newer packages should be installed from the npm so this npm or the npm js you can call you can search uh, called uh, npm js.com and that's an official website of the uh, no, um, node packages there and if you uh, go to npmjs.com/package you can view a lot of packages that are already created so the concept is similar to dotnet nuget packager uh, package manager so those of you have an Uh, um have an idea about the nuget package manager it's a way by which we can enhance the functionality using some of the codes that are already published by some other developer in a repository called the uh, in uh, called the nuget so in this case in the case of the react it's the node package manager we are using and we will be installing from there there are other ways as well but uh, here we are using the npm package manager so if you want to install something like for example for the router application for the routing of your web application uh, you need to go a bit further and you want to add something like the react router or something the idea is similar just um, using the visual studio code open the terminal and go, the terminal will open up like a command prompt and then you can go inside that particular folder where your app resides and then you can run the command called npm space install uh, space uh, double slash save space react router so this is one example i will tell once again the command is like npm space install space uh, double slash save space react router you will get the same from the um, react documentation as well so that's not a difficult task you can just search this npm install and lot of commands will be available
so if you run that command through the visual studio code terminal or even you can run also through the command basic command prompt as well but when you develop react using the visual studio code the integrated terminal will offer you a rich experience so uh, i always advise to use that and i have seen developers using that way as well so you can open that terminal and run this command and once you run this command the necessary entries in package.json will be handled automatically by the npm and it will make the necessary uh, modifications that are required and the next step you as a developer have to do is you, you need to import this in your required page so if you look into the index.js uh, or the some other pages you can see that how they in imported those particular uh, dependent components and how they are uh, using that particular component in their application so you can uh, you can view you can use the same approach and you can import a component so the statement if you look on the top of that um, uh, of a file like index.js or something you can see that there is a line like import um, then bracket uh, browser router from react router dom so you can you can um, import different ways you can add multiple components or some ways using the different syntax out there but the point is using we import using the we install using the in, uh, npm and then import using the import so if you understand this thing so now we have covered the index.html and the index.js then the main file called the app.js we are uh, going to look out how and the content is there so if you open that particular app.js there we can see uh, inside the render method the jsx code is there JS, jsx means the actual javascript and the html content so it's a new syntax so last episode we have covered why the react team come up with that mode of development called the html with the javascript so that means if html and javascript script resides in one place that will offer a much richer experience than separating it out as uh, as the web developer used to done in the early days so uh, the react team has come up with the json uh, sorry jsx which is a kind of a combination of uh, javascript and html um, and that is what it's called inside the render method and in the same app.js file you can also see how other components are called out from the app.js component so this is called composing so if you look on this kind of a com, com, like a main components you can see that how different components are called out there and in react development different different components are created and then composed them together to form complex user interfaces so that's why the react team tells that the more specific you can make a component the much richer the reuse you can do with that component as well and the app page called different components inside the roots and if you look on that app.js file you can see that the app.js file uh is calling different components using the root so the roots are defined there and this is an indication to the um react that how user navigation should take place so you are telling the react how that this particular um root like when a user click on url slash something or something how which component should it display like that and based on that 
the component will be displayed so if you look carefully you can see that the default root is html and there are other routes also set up for the uh, set up as well like the client and uh, that the, like the fetch data the counter etc and each route that which you defined is actually calling a component and based on the url it will automatically identify and show the component so that is the uh, responsibility of the react root component and for that purpose uh, we usually add the react root component so in if when you are developing an application and if you want to include navigation you need to add the react root component so and the root component is um, in, imported and in the app.js you will configure that particular root so if you open the existing application which we created using the visual studio template you can view the how root is configured so let's see you can try this out if you want to do add a new page for something like the about us page or something um, you can just easily create that particular page like the about us page and then you can display uh, you can simply define a new route you can look on the existing routes like the fetch data and the counter and you, you can understand how each one of that is using the content and then based on that a new route can be defined so this that will make the new component work uh, and you can test and debug the application and from the home page once the application is run after you configured the about us component you can create a new component in the components folder called the about us and inside the render method just like the uh, home page of the home page just like home page component use you can uh, add some jsx code there which, which you can copy from the home page content and make some modification like about us page or something and once that component is ready you can import that in the app.js and configure a new route like slash about us points to this particular about us page and then you can test that by running that component and then uh, click on debug which will run the application and once the application is run uh, has run um, then the home page will be displayed which will be a forward slash and after that slash you can add some uh, url like about us and behind the scene the react root component will identify that particular url and display the component as like so that is how it's work so similarly uh, there is you have to understand that in the sample app which you created there is a, a component already created out by the create react app template called the uh, navigation component so the, inside the components folder if you go to navigate uh, navigate uh, navigate uh, i don't exactly remember how that um, uh, file looks like i think it's kind of a navigate.js or something so if you open that you can view that the static html code in the in the form of jsx there and you can <coughs> you can add the extra uh, component which we create which we just discussed like the about us page or whatever you like and, and that will be displayed so this kind of component way of developing so now we have seen that for developing a new page it's we can think of it as a component we create the component we just configure it we using the root and that's all so this kind of a component way of development is part makes the react more powerful 
so once you understand this you can uh, as a developer you, you are free to develop components you are free to test it and maintain individual modular component and compose it in whatever way for creating rich ui interfaces and more than that you can control any part of your application by just modifying and testing that particular component so we talked about the testing but uh, that testing is done through another component which we will cover up in another section uh, probably after we discuss about the uh, different for, uh, other areas of the main uh, react application we can uh, cover that testing in another episode so unit testing is one of the good strategy to ensure that the particular component is working as expected so we can modular modularly check each uh, different component and make it uh, make it make it sure that everything is working as properly and then uh, that will uh, that will help in getting confidence about how our application will work so in this episode we have we are basically looking upon how to understand the architecture of react app basically from the sample app that is created to us by visual studio uh, so we have covered an overview about the different components but one another thing which we need to say is how the event and the fetch data from the different uh, other parts for example if your application need to serve data which is uh, usually which uh, you have to pick up from an external api or somewhere and how to show in the in your application how you handle that and another one particular area which you need to think about is when when what happens when there involves a user interaction just like the navigation there is a possibility that there may be some form in the application like the uh, submit button or whatever and when you click on that uh, how your application needs to handle those things as well so all those things uh, are what we are going to uh, discuss now based on that sample application itself so in the sample application if you open the component/fetchdata.js you can view that there is a constructor um, there so i will explain how a component works so the in in a component we will define the state and how it should render based on what state so that is the basic thing these two things are basically what we define how uh, what's the state of that particular component and how that uh, component should display the data according to uh, that particular state so that um, ha- that state of uh, component should be defined using the this dot set state okay this dot set state and basically uh, we pass the data from another component to our component using the props so in our case the fetch data we don't need to uh, get any data from another component but the basic uh, aim we want to achieve using the fetch data dot js is it needs to pull data from an api and it needs to display the data so it's a kind of a weather forecast so it it have to it needs to uh, retrieve the weather forecast in the form of json from an api and it should display the data so here if you open the application uh, open the solution explorer and fetch data.js you can view that initially using in the constructor of the particular uh, fetch data.js you can see that the this dot state is set as 
forecast with an empty array and loading as true so this means that initially the state of the state is set with the forecast uh, variable as empty it's an uh, kind of an empty array because no forecast are it received from the api and the loading is set to true possibly to uh, show some spinner or something while or some loading indication to the user that the page is loading then the next part uh, which they have done is in the component did mount method so this is the particular life cycle method in the component uh, particularly in the class component the class component only have this kind of the component did mount so that's an interesting uh, or the own particular main life cycle method in react which means that once a component is loaded then immediately that particular method is triggered so that means that we are going to write the fetch data logic inside the component did mount so if you look into this application this sample application fetch data.js you can see that there is an async populate whether data uh, method has been written which fetches the content from a weather forecast so if you look on the code constant response equal to await fetch uh, then followed by the uh, parameter weather cast which is that particular api method name and that means that that uh, it is retrieving uh, sorry not the method name it's the controller name so the url will be like slash weather forecast so that is why it is uh, written in javascript like constant response equal to await fetch weather forecast so in this solution explorer if you open the api you can see that there is a weather forecast controller which is an asp.net core api controller which will return the weather forecast in the form of json data so this this populate weather data inside this fetch data.js is expecting data from that particular api component and it um, it once it received the data then it set the state of the previous empty forecast to this data means it will receive some data from here this api and it will modify the state and then it will set the forecast variable to this new state and also similarly that means that the low that the data is loaded so the loading variable is also set to false so if you correlate this Uh, listening this podcast with uh, the, that fetch data.js you can easily understand then how that data is set so this means that uh, after the component is loaded the component did mount will which, uh, will call the particular api method the fetch uh, using the await fetch and it will load the data so next we have to define that we so so far we have set the state of the particular component so next we have to set is how the uh, view lo view part to be handled in the component so everything is contained in the component and the the logic and the uh, view part and everything is contained in, within the um, component so it is kind of a called as self contained so next we have to define how the component displays the html element which you will um, usually define using the render method and that render method will includes the uh, jsx uh, javascript and html and there you you can also use that state 
variables like the forecast or something you can loop the data and then it can display so all those things you can that are written uh, by the sample application you can we you can view that from the fetch data.js so if you understand clearly this part then it's very easy to fetch data from an api and you can display that so here what it is happening is at the state of initial load the forecasted data is empty so it will not render anything or it will show like loading or something but once the state is changed after it called the did mount method then the uh, next based on the next state there is a re-rendering happen and that re-rendering is happening behind the scenes and which is handled automatically by the react uh, itself so you don't have to bother about that re-rendering or anything it will handle automatically and based on that how you return the view it will be displayed so this is how it's work and one another particular component you can worth looking upon is the counter.js which is the component which is responsible for showing the counter so in the sample application uh, there is a page called a counter and there's a button there which by which you can click and increment the counter and the uh, value will be displayed to the user so if you look on the code of the uh, counter.js you can see that is the similar state as we just used here in the uh, fetch data that similar approach is used in the counter.js as well but here in counter.js instead of pulling the data from an api it is actually incrementing the state by one and that's all and the uh, counter uh, uh, logic will display the data so regarding the component we have covered a few thing and the next episode will be focusing particularly on component like how we call a parent com- component and how we pass data from parent component to the uh, child component and uh, more things particularly about the component like what type of components we usually use and uh, there are different types of com- uh, two types of components like the class component and the functional component so the new trend is that uh, many of uh, the uh, developers are using out the uh, or more go, going more towards the functional components instead of class components so we will discuss those thing uh, here we have discussed a basic component here which uh, which uh, which is boiler which is a boilerplate template created by the react app so when we develop the component uh, we can we can uh, identify a few of errors even during the development time itself U- using that uh, particular intelligence or the linting or whatever way but there is on another mode which the react can help which is called the react.strict mode so imagine that you have an app component where it's a home page and it is displaying three particular parts like the header the actual content page and the footer and if you want to add strict validation for the uh, header part you can you can wrap a react dot strict mode it's a kind of an html uh, it's kind of a tag you can it has an opening and closing just like the html and you can you can wrap that header inside the react dot strict mode so what it happens is then this strict mode will check that particular life cycle methods Um, or uh, it will check whether the is there is any problem with that particular component or li- like that and if there is a um um 
any possible side effect will happen or like that and if there is an api which we are using inside that particular um strict mode uh, area uh, that is outdated then react will want that thing so uh, the good thing is even memory leak and invalidation application state are also notified by the react or strict mode so it is always good to use that but uh, keep in mind that this is all used only in production uh, sorry this is used only in development and not in production in the similar way you, you can use the conditional and looping as well so for example inside the uh, inside the component uh, for example in the case of fetch data you can see a conditional where if the data is not loaded or the loading is true then it should show a message like loading or something and if it's no it's if it is false like the loading has happened and that particular weather forecast are there then it should loop the data and display so this conditional looping both can be used inside the uh, uh, component so you can take advantage of that and for web development this is a must because uh, at times we need to display the data based on some particular conditional operations and at times we need to loop the data and show as well so we need to we can use uh, those as well in the um, in the uh, component development so if you look into the react documentation uh, that will suggest the necessary steps but the one particular thing to note is that uh, we can use the map object to loop the data and while looping the data it's always a good practice to use the key property so this key property as the documentation says uh, in the react the key property helps react to detect when an element change occurred or when an element is added or removed uh, so it's a good practice to include this key particularly in the output content in a loop because Uh, setting an unique value within the loop will help react to distinguish it from the other elements during the rendering process so that means if we don't provide a react loop uh, react loop then react need to make unnecessary changes to the dom that can impact potential performance so key if it has a key uh, and if uh, and if we use properly with an unique id Uh, while displaying contents especially while uh, uh, while looping something and displaying then the react will be able to distinguish it and apply that particular area change only based on that key otherwise it needs to modify the entire dom and re render so this will uh, cause issues and there is another one thing called the destructuring which is a syntax in javascript exp- expression that makes it possible to unpack the uh, values from arrays or arrays or properties from objects into distinct variables and you can use that uh, in the coding as well so these are things which we, we can use in the development so we have covered enough of the client app folder Uh, we have covered the index index.js the app.js then the different other components and if you look into each of these components you can understand how it is working and that's how a basic overview of component works like in the next session we will see how we can uh, we can dive a bit more into how the components can be effectively composed of and that is the particular topic which we will be discussing in the next session probably in the coming days 
now we have covered enough of the react uh, folder that is the client app folder inside the solution explorer but uh, we have uh, a bit uh, l- or lack of clarity where how this asp.net core application or how, when we run that application how this particular request are handled over to react app which is inside the client folder so that means some association has to be explicitly mentioned somewhere for uh, this to understand you need to look into the asp.net core code so this is particularly related to asp.net core application with react and for a pure reactive uh, react application this this uh, part does not apply but uh, as we are created an application using the asp.net core react template Uh, you need to understand how that association is happening so if you open the asp.net core um and there is a file called program.cs you can find that from the solution explorer which is a c sharp code and inside that there is a main method and if you open that particular main method you can see that it is calling a startup class and inside the create host web builder so this startup class uh, that can be found inside the startup.cs it configures the services that the app uses as well as the request and the response pipeline so everything is configured here so here two methods are there like the configure services method and the configure method so if you look into the configure services method there is a line called services.add static files and configuration.root path equal to client app/build so this client app/build files are the area where it is used particularly uh, once when a client um, app is published or uh, how it actually run in the um, actual mode and if you look into the configure method you you, lo- you can see that you configure method inside the startup.cs class you can see that there is a use path static files that is called inside the pipeline uh, just before the routing and endpoints are set so this allows uh, the uh, host to serve the react app as well as the web api so this use path method has a parameter that is actually a function that executes when the app is running for the first time and this function contains a branch of logic that calls use.react uh, development server npm script slash start so if uh, you are in the development mode this means that asp.net core tells to use a development server by running the npm start so far uh, we have understood how a client app inside a sample react app and how few components like fetch data home page counter works now one thing if you notice the extension of the components uh, which we uh, have just looked upon is is called is uh, ends with dot js which is kind of a plain javascript so this means that you can as so far you ha- can only use the vanilla javascript inside the component so last episode we have covered a bit about the typescript which is a kind of a superset language of javascript and developed by microsoft so by including typescript we will get a few advantages in 
the react developments because it the typescript app is a language it's a new language it's a kind of a superset language over the react it adds an optional static typing layer on top of javascript that we can use during our development so this means that by integrating this static types that will allow us to catch certain problems earlier in the development process for example if we mistake uh, identifying a variable or properly referencing a variable uh, typescript will immediately spot this and uh, show hint so we can start that and another thing is we can use interfaces and other things using the typescript there are a lot of advantages so for understanding about typescript it is better to um, open the um, typescript documentation inside the react and learn a few things about that that will help to understand about how typescript works out there so by integrating the typescript there are few advantages you will get uh, so this means by the, by integrating the typescript this means that it will get a build time error that rather than a runtime error and uh, along with this uh, by integrating the typescript the linting and the other tools like the visual studio code intelligence which helps to robustly develop applications uh, and it also performs a great code navigation as well for example if uh, in one area you are crawling a class you can easily navigate from there using this so in the in the um, last episode we have created a sample application um, basically using the react and um, this asp.net core react temp, uh, asp.net core react template and so far we have discussing about that we have understood some of the different areas inside this create react app uh, created application and we have understood how the different components are configured and how components are wired but there is one disadvantage just like we see now like the uh, these apps are using .js extension which means we can only use the javascript inside here now so far but if it has the facility to use a language like a typescript that would be a greater addition because typescript itself provide more enhancement so that for we uh, for that we need to create the uh, app in a different way because if we use the native um create a project and choose a template uh, for react it will create an app without Uh, typescript so how we create an react app with the typescript as the language so for that uh, you can try this out you can create a new application so leave that old application you can create a new application in visual studio and uh, in the first episode we have discussed that an application will be having two parts like the back end and the front end okay so the back end part is the one responsible for serving the content using json and the front end part is the one which is responsible for displaying the uh, content to the actual user so first of all we will be using visual studio for creating a back end application so create a project in visual studio uh, create a folder name and create a project called asp.net core web api and give it a name like something like uh, um my react application or something and basically this is a web api which is intended to serve the content okay 
so uh, that is fine and once that is created next we can close that particular application but we have to remember which folder we created that app so note down the folder and then you open up the the visual studio code and open that particular folder so so now we are in that particular uh, solution of that partic- uh, solution where that particular web api exists and here um you can create a folder called front end and inside the folder you can run the uh, command called create react app uh, f- uh, followed by double slash two double slash template typescript so this syntax can also you can get from the google search as well if you search how you can create a react app using the command and with the template typescript you can directly get the sample codes and if you run that particular command then within a few seconds the create react app npx slash create react app will spin up a uh, s- application similar like the one which we developed earlier which uh, we saw earlier but this time the extension of the components will be uh, followed by tsx or ts like that if it's a plain uh, content um, uh, uh, like a store or something like that it's it will be having an extension like dot j uh, dot ts Uh, but if it is having a um, it's if it's a component file then it will be having a, an extension like tsx which basically indicates that it's a typescript file so the advantage of this type of separating the front end and back end so we have created a back end called the uh, back back end slash web api and the front end called the uh, using the visual studio the advantage is that if someone is working back end they can work the same folder using a different tool and if someone is working on the front end they can use visual studio for uh, this purpose so uh, we uh, we are currently now in the visual studio and just like i explained earlier uh, when we develop an application using a code if it has some ways to show some indications like some compile error or something is happening then it will be definitely helpful so we can enable the linting in visual studio code by installing an um by installing an extension in visual studio code terminology it is called extension so on the left hand side you can open the extension and if you type eslint uh you will get the particular extension and you can install that so this particular extension eslint is actually using a configuration file which is called the eslintrc.json so if you search the documentation of eslint you can see how uh, you can configure the eslintrc and such thing uh so you can configure that and after that you can add another one uh, particular extension for react visual studio code development which is called the uh, pretier so this pretier is a kind of plugin or it's it can be called as an extension as well uh, so if you install that in the visual studio code uh, the advantage is that if you if you omit the Uh, semicolon or if you if you 
are unaware of how it should format this prettier will automatically format the content in the um, in a nice way so that it will be definitely good to look upon and it will um, it will solve a lot of uh, errors because at times the errors happen mostly because of the uh, wrong indentation uh, not um, Uh, wrong indentation uh, means sometimes the space issues or some other kind of issues or some kind of uh, semicolon missing or something and if some space issues are happening and if it is closer to something else it will be treated as in a different way so so using an automatic code formatting uh, like the like the um this one this uh, um pretty app like on it will it, which will be good to um uh, include because it will automatically format the code and it will looks uh, nice so once this has been set then uh, the uh, your react development can go further from here and the through the linting and the automatic code uh, formatter uh, the code whatever code changes you will make modify that will be immediately saved and it will be realigned and that will look nicer and um, moreover it will make the code more maintainable and easier to understand so these are the things which we covered in this and in the upcoming section in the next session we will think about how we can uh, we can effectively uh, create we we will first in the next episode we will first understand how we can create a component um in most effective way we, we should be select the functional component or the class component and what all are the ways by which we can pass data from the uh, main component to the child components and the different approaches out there and those all are the things which we probably discuss in the next episode um and after that in another episode we will be discussing about the different state management in react so currently in this episode when we look on the component you you have seen that we are setting the state for the counter.js and the fetch data.js state inside the component this will work fine but for complex scenarios there needs a separate area where we need to store the state of the component because then the different other components can access that at the same time and there will be a kind of a uh, richer experience while development so um, there are different strategies like flex redux etc so we will talk about those state management there and there is a new trend called the context api as well so that can be also thinked upon at that time so that is what i plan to so thank you for listening so um, i hope uh, you will try this out and understand that and we will come up with an next um, on the uh, composing the components on the next session uh, thank you very much for listening and spending time on listening this podcast keep listening the podcast the podcast will be available on all leading platforms like the apple Uh, google and the uh, you can listen on itunes or whatever and uh, in it it's also available on few of the regional providers as well like the jio saven and the gana or something and uh, there also it is available so feel free to listen or you can simply search in the google podcast as well so that will definitely pop up 
so thank you also on spotify and definitely so please feel free to listen that as well all the opinions uh, once again a disclaimer that all the opinions that i shared through this are my personal opinions and do not represent any of the employees view in any way and with that uh, let's wind up this episode and have a nice day and today is uh, 20th uh, february 2021 and it's afternoon time and i'm winding up this session and i will be coming up with a next session soon within probably within a few days and thank you for listening have a nice day